So it gives the students the opportunity to kind of go do some activities, do some like, therapy activities to talk with somebody, and then also a drop-in point if a student's having a rough week. We'll say it loud, Brown Panthers! Happy New Year! Christmas money. It's all about self-advocacy. You gotta, you gotta sit down with the right people and say, hey look, I need this because of this. One of the programs I am in is CrossFit with Mrs. Fisher. We are restoring the models that are down in the basement. Louis Braille was a French educator and the inventor of a system of reading and writing that is used by the blind and visually impaired, known as Braille. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was an activist, a minister, and a freedom fighter, well-renowned for his non-violent approach to securing equal rights between blacks and whites. How do you feel about Braille Day? Braille dots with chocolate chips. We looked at the menu at Bob Evans to see like how much like two hot cakes would cost instead of four. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2019. Glad you're back with us for the January podcast, the first of this year. We got a lot in store for you guys, such as... Well, we're going to talk to the wrestlers and cheerleaders and see how they finished up their season. We're going to be celebrating Louis Braille's birthday, along with World Braille Day. We're going we're to learn a little bit about Martin Luther King Jr. as we celebrate Martin Luther King Day. And we take a trip to... Bob Evans with Miss Hans's ILS class. So we're going to have a lot of fun this month. Thank you for joining us. Our alumni focus will be a graduate from OSSB in 2011, Noah Beckman. We hope you guys enjoyed this New Year's podcast. And thank you again for giving us a little bit of your time every month. So stay tuned, and there is much, much more to come on the January podcast. What are your New Year's resolutions? My resolution is to read more nonfiction. And we're back to school after having a two-week-long winter break. And it's a brand new year, right, guys? Yes. Yes. I'm here with my eighth-period class. Well, three of the four. Taylor's out today. Yep. Hello, Troy. Hello, Mr. Kelly. All right, Constance. Hello. Hope you guys had a great break. And Chantel. Happy New Year. All right. Any... uh, Constance, you want to start us off? Any interesting things you did over your winter break? Uh, well, I had two doctor's appointments, <laughs> and I got a clarinet, a MacBook, Ohio State slippers, you all know the Buckeyes, a suitcase, clothes, perfume, lotion, a Travis Tritt. Have you guys heard of Travis Tritt? I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. Nope. He is a country singer. Yeah. I got the greatest hit CD of him, and then I got more shower gel. Okay, sounds like you had a lucrative Christmas. <laughs> All right, Troy, how about you? So on Christmas Eve afternoon, I was at my dad's, and he gave me and my brother some Christmas presents. So like, I got a big fuzzy blanket and Christmas money, and I think he gave the same gift to my brother. And Unfortunately, or fortunately, the weather hasn't been cooperating, so you can use that fuzzy blanket to stay warm. <laughs> exactly. It yeah. was 53 degrees this morning when I came to work. Uh, and did, did you go anywhere or do anything interesting? I mean, I went to my mom's for Christmas Eve. Um, I mean, the only thing I remember was just watching Monday Night Raw, and then I went to bed afterwards. All right. Monday Night Raw. Yeah. All right. Christmas morning, uh, me and Marina were having cereal, and... 
Ryan put in an Andy Williams CD, so we were listening to Andy Williams while we were having cereal. Yeah, the good Christmas album. And that's Mr. Heat's era. <laughs> yes, it is era. Yeah, because yeah, we all know Mr. Heat's a lot older than I am. Right? <laughs> all right. Um, I got a lot of Christmas gifts, and so did Marina, Larry, and my the rest of my family. My mom, my stepdad, and my brother. I got another fuzzy blanket and PJs and more clothes, more Christmas money, a lot of candy in my stocking, WWE 2K19 for the Xbox One. All right. Well, thank you, Troy. How about you, Chantel? Yeah. My mom made cookies for Christmas. Yum. She made... Have you had um, pecan pie? Love pecan yes. pie. It's oh, really, yeah, really good. one of my favorites. And for Christmas, I got... Tablet, headphones, charger, strippers, warm PJs, and Pandora beads. Okay, yeah. And and a, my sister got me a coffee mug, and it says my coffee on it. <laughs> my coffee. <laughs> Sounds like what I need. <laughs> yeah, you me know too. what it was like? Think it was from Starbucks. Okay. All right. You still have it? Yes, I do. I use it when I drink coffee. That's good. All right, who knows what a New Year's resolution is? Isn't it where you can come up with, like, goals that what you want to do during the New Year? Yep, goals that you want to do something better or do something you've never done in the New Year. Anybody make any resolutions? Work out and <laughs> lose 30 pounds because okay. i I got to look good for my vacation. Um, after graduation, we're going to Virginia Beach. So you, did you get into the CrossFit after-school program? I did, but I had to stop because of cheerleading, obviously, still going on. How about you, Troy? Did you make any New Year's resolutions? And when I um and when I am in Mrs. Finley's class, I want to try to do the Braille Challenge this year. Okay, well, that's a fun time. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. All the other guys do it. I mean, I should do it, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Chantel, did you make any resolutions this year? No. I'm with you there. <laughs> Come on. Nope, I, you know, I figure I have to make daily resolutions sometimes <laughs> to do better every day. Yeah, right. I want to do the whole year. But, uh, Try to not to snooze your alarm a couple times before you go to work. Yeah, I'm good at that. I'm good at that. All right, there you have it, our winter break from eighth period in Mr. Kelly's computer class. Bye, y'all. Bye. See you later. All right, thank you guys for sharing your winter break with us. Up next, Andre is going to talk about Martin Luther King Jr., what he stood for, what he did, and how we remember him today. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was an activist, a minister, and a freedom fighter, well-renowned for his nonviolent approach to securing equal rights between blacks and whites. It is well believed that Martin Luther King Jr. was heavily inspired by the nonviolent philosophy of Mahatma Gandhi. Coupled that with his Christian beliefs, and King would go around marching and protesting the non-existent equal rights between blacks and whites all throughout the South. King would also participate in bus boycotts such as the Montgomery bus boycott which took place after a woman named Rosa Park was arrested for not giving up her seat on the public transportation. On August 28, 1963, 
During the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, King would perform his famous speech, I Had a Dream, where he calls for civil and economic freedom and the end of racism in the South. Just five short years later, on April 4th, King was assassinated on top of a Memphis, Tennessee hotel balcony while giving the I Had a Dream speech. King was buried at the age of 39, leaving behind a wife and four kids. But that's not all King left behind. He also left a legacy and a hope that blacks and whites could live together in harmony and happiness. Thank you, Dr. Martin Luther King. We'll always remember you. I know you all raised your hands. Clap twice if you're new to Braille Challenge. We here at OSSP would just like to thank the Clovernook Center for the Blind in Cincinnati, Ohio for paying us a visit and talking to us about what is going to happen at the Braille Challenge on March 1st. In this session of the Braille Club, students are creating tactile graphics using Perkins Braille Riders. The one we're working one, two, three, on right six. now is a tactile representation of a computer with a monitor, keyboard, and hard drive. Space 14 times. Whoa. Thank you. Up next, we got Julia. She will be talking about Louis Braille's birthday and his life. And after that, me, Mr. Kelly, will be talking about World Braille Day and the events we had that day. Louis Braille was a French educator and the inventor of a system of reading and writing that is used by the blind and visually impaired known as Braille. He was born on January 4th in the year 1809. While playing in his father's shop as a child, he injured his eye on a sharp tool, which resulted in an infection that spread to his other eye as well, leaving him completely blind. Louis got a scholarship to the Royal Institution for Blind Youth in Paris when he was 10. Then in 1821, a former soldier named Charles Barbier visited the school. Barbier shared his invention called night writing, a code of 12 raised dots that let soldiers share top-secret information on the battlefield without even having to speak. Louis trimmed Barbier's 12 dots into six, ironed out the system by the time he was 15, then published the first ever Braille book in 1829. Braille did not spread worldwide until 1868, when the British Royal National Institute began promoting Braille. Now practically every country in the world uses Braille. Braille books have double-sided pages, which saves a lot of space. Braille signs help blind people get around in public spaces, and most importantly, blind people can communicate independently without needing print. January 4th is World Braille Day. We celebrate World Braille Day at OSSB every year by devoting an afternoon to using Braille in fun and creative ways. This year we had four stations for students to experience Braille in different ways. Non-Braille users had the opportunity to learn Braille from their peers. Students could then decorate cookies with Braille letters. Braille games such as Uno and Euchre were available. And new this year is Snap Circuits. Following Braille directions, students worked in teams to put together circuits to create things like an engine that would power a helicopter model. The last activity of the day took place in the auditorium. A staff and student trivia challenge took place. The categories were Braille, the Eye, and Technology. The students resoundingly defeated the staff and fun was had by all. We devoted a half a day in the afternoon 
to doing activities school-wide whose main theme is using Braille. Such as learning how to use Braille and typing and reading Braille. And that took place in the multi-purpose room and students who did not know Braille were learning how to learning how to read and write Braille from their peers who do use Braille. And some of the teachers found themselves learning some more Braille that they didn't know. Run it all the way up. Yep, go ahead. Contractions and all. Contractions and all. Hold on, we're just doing it. No, don't, don't tell me. My name is too easy, sir, if you can't tell me the contractions. Principal Ramsey. All right, let me rephrase this. No, no, I want to hear. I want to know if you know your Braille. I'm, I understand what you were saying. You're saying we're only doing initials. Yeah. Okay, but I want to know if you know your Braille. So, for I know AC, I know dot one, one four. That's really awesome to hear, Andre. I wasn't down there and didn't get a chance to see that. Another activity we had was Braille games. Okay, so we played some Uno and some Euchre, and there were a couple of board games in the library with Miss Brown and I. In the ILS room, we made cookies and using M&M's, chocolate chips, and butterscotch chips, we wrote our initials in bread. So what's the deal? All right, so you have um, a cookie. A cookie? A sugar cookie. Oh, wow. And then you will choose if you want chocolate, chocolate or vanilla frosting. Okay. And I didn't get any of those cookies. Oh, sorry about that. They were good. <laughs> I bet they were. Down in the vocational room, students were following Braille directions to create snap circuits. And this all ended around 2.30, and after 2.30, we had another special surprise. We had a trivia game. Yeah, it was a staff student challenge. And some of the things on the trivia, 1,000i, 100i, 1,000 Braille, 100 Braille, 1,000 technology, and 100 technology. And, you know, I was not permitted to be on the team. Just saying, because y'all would have lost had I had I been up there with the staff. He, he was too knowledgeable. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I'm, I'm, I'm even texting the staff that are up on the stage. I'm like, come on, this is the answer. Nobody would look at their phones. I mean, they, we got a dedicated, you know, on-task staff here that, that doesn't look at their phone, you know, while they're doing something. And so they're setting a good example for the students. I was, I was frustrated in the audience because... I'm a competitor, right? And it seems they really did need Mr. Kelly because they suffered a humiliating defeat by a couple of thousand points. Oh, mercy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. We did it. We had a great time. It was very festive, and uh, we just love bringing Braille to the forefront here at OSSB. We also uh, heard from Dr. Manus, our superintendent, interim superintendent here at the school for the morning. And, uh, you know, came out and talked about Braille, and then its many benefits. Get ready, because up next, our Panthers are going to roar. We have the cheerleaders getting ready for college, and they're going to share some cheers with us. And later on, we will hear from Coach Heath and the wrestlers. What is your New Year's resolution? To go to the gym and work out more.
coach Ashley Trop. The routine that we're currently doing is something I had in mind actually last year, um, but this year it just happened to work better with these students because they they have the energy, they have the drive, they're willing to learn, and overall we've got kids that um, if they make a mistake they don't focus so much on that, they, they strive to do better and learn from that. They do look good, we're ready to win. I think just encouraging them to do their best, correcting them immediately, um, just really honing in on their strengths versus their weaknesses, that's really helped us. We have a good team. The alumni focus for January is going to be a little authentic because we are recording it live in the OSSB Gymnasium and joining us on the OSSB podcast this month, uh, graduate in 2011, Noah Beckman. Hi, Noah. Hey, Dan. Good to be on the podcast. Hey, man. Really appreciate you joining us, Noah. You want to talk about where you're from and things you've done and your, your time at OSSB a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm from Columbus. I grew up in Dublin. Uh, I went to, I started at OSSB in 2009 as a junior in high school. And I was really excited to go to OSSB for two reasons. One, the sports. I really looked forward to playing blind sports. And I had already met several of the students at camp, uh, summer camps the school hosted over the years. So it was really cool to kind of reconnect with them. And I did all of the sports. Well, Except cheerleading. I did goalball, wrestling, track, forensics. What am I leaving out? Swimming. Uh, swimming. Swimming, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did swimming. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I forgot about you doing forensics when you were here. Yeah, but, I figured uh, I was doing swimming anyway. I might as well do the speeches yeah. too. And it was a good exercise for yeah. sure. And uh, you're still continuing to play goalball now. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've played goalball with Dan. Uh, every year, I started my senior year in high school in 2011, and I've been, I think we did it every year except 2015. Yeah, um, I think that's right. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, you're also in a marching band. Oh, yeah, I can't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Tournament what? of Roses Parade. Yeah, playing the Barry Sax like nobody's business. Playing the Barry Sax, playing the tenor sax. Whatever, whatever they needed me to do, I, I, I tried to do. So, yeah. um, But that I'm glad Dan brought that up because that, that was probably one of my... For sure, one of my best memories at OSSB is walking down, walking down the street in Los Angeles, uh, playing my instrument alongside all my bandmates and marching assistants, and hearing hearing the crowd, the, the big crowds there, just cheering us on as we were playing. It was it was yeah, it was like nothing I've ever experienced before or since. It was an incredible year because we had four bands out there from Ohio, mm -hmm. and uh, we were at the halftime festival, the band fest at Pasadena College. All four bands took the field, played beautiful Ohio. Yeah, that's probably my. That's one of my favorite memories of the trip. I mean, that was just a huge wall of sound. What was your favorite memory of of that whole experience of of the Rose Parade in 2010? That is a loaded question because there there are so many that you you brought up the band fest yeah. where we all got together and practiced and all played beautiful Ohio. All of us got together, you know, represent our state. Right. Right. My other favorite memory, like I was saying, is marching down the street during the parade. And I'd say finishing the parade was great too. It's like we did the five mile long parade. All of us, all of us finished. We'd been practicing for the entire fall, for two hours a week, two hours we twice a week. Yeah, actually, yeah. we started in the the spring of the previous year. Remember that? 
Actually, no, actually, because no, I had start. I only right. came in in August. That's of right. You weren't there. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we actually started because I wanted to get people geared up for things they could do at home over the summer. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we started in April. Well, I guess uh, that paid off with conditioning. Yeah, we had no dropouts. <laughs> we all finished. It was great. All right. So go ahead and continue. So you're marching down the street, finishing the parade. We went through that. We went under that that uh, under that overpass. You remember that? that yeah, it, that, was, it was like a huge echo chamber. Mm-hmm. The drums were uh, just casking, yeah. cascading around. It was a rumble. It was a rumble of sound, <laughs> for sure. And then we finished the parade, and we got some juicy In-N-Out burgers. Yeah, and that Jer- was fun. Jeremiah ate five of them. That does not surprise me at all. Uh, and then, of course, we went to the Rose Bowl game. We got to go to the Rose Bowl game when OSU, Ohio oh, State, yeah. was playing against Oregon. Yeah. Remember the score of that game? 26-14. to 14, Yes, Ohio sir. Yeah. That's it. You don't yep. need to ask me that twice. Big <laughs> Ohio State fan here. So yeah. I was very happy to get the opportunity to go to that game. It was, it, that, again, is another memory like no other. I'll never forget that. You so. know, and the, the sad thing about that game is I had no voice <laughs> at that game. I mean, I, I couldn't talk. I couldn't cheer. I couldn't talk. Right, because I've been yelling all week. Mm-hmm. You know, what I do, what I do well. I had no voice after the game because I'd yelled during the entire game. But so yeah, those were definitely my my top three memories of the, of the whole week. Awesome. So you went on to graduate. Gave an, I remember your speech was outstanding, being the valedictorian of the class. And uh, what ha- where'd you go after OSSB? Where'd life take you? Well, after OSSB, I went to Ohio State um, to go to college there and. I graduated with a finance degree in 2015, and it was a great experience there as well. Um, So what were you looking to get into with a finance degree? Oh, I, you know, I didn't really know going in, but I knew that I liked numbers, and my my dad is a a banker, right, Mm -hmm. so I kind of grew up with that background and always being interested in business, so I knew I wanted to do something with, with with a finance degree, Um, but you know, my senior year came along and I started looking at, at various jobs and um, I chose to work for the government actually. I am a national bank examiner for the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency which is under the Treasury Department and we we examine national banks. Oh, wow. So wow. make sure everything's going well with them. We look at their documents, interview their staff, um, yeah. make sure everything's on the up and up. Gotcha. So you're like the auditor. Yeah, yeah, if you, if you want to call it that, yeah. Um, you know, i got to put that kind of stuff in layman's terms because <laughs> I'm either a music guy or a tech guy. Well, and tech has audits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah no? absolutely. Yeah, they, they come and audit my inventory all the time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Keeps keeps us all accountable when they do that. Accountability is a big word. Yeah, sure. You always have people hold – we always got to make sure everyone's being held accountable at, this, at the banks, right? Right. So, so you've been there since, what, 2016, you said? Yeah. I, well, I graduated in 2015, and then a month later I started in the summer of 2015. So I've been there three and a half years now, given it's January 2019. It'll be four years in June. So, so. what's what's that like, working – in, in, the, in that federal job and going around auditing banks. So is there a lot of travel that you have to do to, to do that, or do they send you their stuff, and how does oh, that work? Yeah, so um, I, I'm i in small community bank examining, so there's these small 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 towns across southern Ohio, central Ohio. That's our territory yeah. with these banks. We typically go in, go in on week one of an exam, and it's probably a three-week-long exam typically, um, 
go down there at the beginning of the week, stay at a hotel there in, in one of those towns for the week, then come, out, come back to Columbus at the end of the week. Gotcha. Now, but you asked Dan about the bank sending us our stuff. Uh, for me, it's a little different, obviously, because banks have documents in various forms, and they may or may not be accessible with my assistive technology. So we have to make sure we get the documents I'm going to be reviewing very far in advance so that they can be sent to this vendor that converts them to a form that I can use. Okay, um, cool. Yes. So it's sort of like when we were in college and people would either read stuff for us or scan things, right? Mm-hmm. So you're doing that at a higher level in, in the professional realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. vendor that remediates our documents, or my documents, basically acts as, if you're familiar with colleges, have Office of Disability Services gotcha. that perform that function at the college level. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yes. Yeah. yeah it, it, it took a long time to get all that set up, but I think we're, we're hit, finally hitting steam on, on making everything work smoothly on that. So. Well, hey, that's great. Man. Yeah. And then to have that kind of accommodation mm-hmm. uh, is incredible. Right? Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it's all about self-advocacy. You gotta, you gotta sit down with the right people and say, "Hey, look, I need this because of this, yeah. and this is why it will help me perform my job." And for the most part, they've been pretty accommodating. They listen to what I say. You know, given it's the government, things take not as I want it to happen right now. Unfortunately, sometimes they don't. It doesn't happen like that. But eventually, yeah, I so, get what I need. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Do you have anything that can attribute? to your strong self-advocacy skills to be able to go in and, and say, you know, th- this is working like this, but it, it may work better if we do it like this, or I need this to happen so I can do a better job for you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it definitely started with my parents um, instilling those kind of values to get out there and say, hey, you know, if you need this, speak up. Yeah. Um, I know at the beginning of the year in, in most school years, like my parents would explain to the students my visual impairment and talk to the teacher about my visual impairment, you know, the, the kinds of things socially that they that kids could do to help me accommodate. And then eventually, you know, in middle school, they're like, Here, you take the reins, you do this, you talk to you talk to the kids, you tell them what you need. Yeah. You talk to the teachers, you tell them what you need. So you know, it all started with that. And then you know, having teachers like Dan, um and at the time I was at school, um, Evie Reed, uh, she was uh, the career teacher. Right. Yeah. Um, having other teachers who were blind, um, adults who were quote unquote making it, yeah. you know, yeah. help, also helped instill those skills. Oh, um, thanks. It's <laughs> good to good to have that connection for uh, sure. Because you, you really do. You have to speak up and uh, and, and communicate. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, wow, man, it sounds like you're doing great. You know, and, and you're, and also your visual impairment changed over the years, too, right? Yeah, I've been steadily getting less and less and less vision. Um, yeah. No one knows why. No one knows the extent to which that will continue to occur. Um, you know, for all I know, I'll be totally blind in 10 years. Um, but I'm just going to continue to roll with it and listen to my doctors and see what they're, what they're saying and, and try to prepare the best I can. Um, I'm already blind at night, so, yeah. I mean, it'd just kind of be a transition from part-time to full-time. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. take what life gives you and, and go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Well, that's great, man. I really appreciate you coming on, on the podcast and, and talking with us and sharing your story a little bit. This is the end of a blind soccer practice, <laughs> right? And you're doing real well. 
right there, trying to stay out of your way. <laughs> oh man, trying to add the sports, all these sports to our repertoire. Right? We got goalball, now we're starting soccer too, right, Dan? Soccer, is... yeah, I got soccer. We got beat ball coming up, beat baseball coming Absolutely. up this summer. And uh, if you're not aware, the, the beat ball, NBBA has a podcast now. Oh yeah. Yeah, so yeah, check that out. They just put out their first one. I'll definitely love to check yeah, that out. That's awesome. All right, yeah. there I'm... we have it. And this is Noah Beckman doing very well and continuing to do that. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm trying, Dan. Thanks for having me on again. Appreciate it. All right, man. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the OSSB podcast. My name is Constance, and we went to Bob Evans this morning. Did everybody have a good time this morning? All right, so T-Rock, tell me what you did to prep for the Bob Evans trip this morning. Um, well, we looked at the menu at Bob Evans to see, like, how much, like, two hotcakes would cost instead of four, like, how the price would be. Well, after we ate, we put a $5 bill down on the table for the, uh... Waitress? Yep. Yeah. And, Great. And what food I had there was, I had two cinnamon hotcakes with syrup, sausage, and hash browns, and with, and with water. I would like two cinnamon hotcakes um, and some hash browns and uh, sausage. Tay, um, what did you do to prep for this trip for, for Bob Evans this morning? I looked at the menu. Great. All right. What did you have to eat for breakfast this morning? Double Um, I would like the Rise and Shine breakfast. Miss Hans, overall, how do you think this class did for this trip? I think it was a really good field trip. We looked at the budgeting aspect of things and figured out what we could order at Bob Evans that would cost $10 or less. And everybody came in on budget. Everybody did a fabulous job. Awesome. Great. Well, to me, what I did was I called Bob Evans on Monday and I asked the person that was on the line on the phone how much were two t- uh, chocolate chip pancakes instead of four. So he said four fifty nine. I think that everyone did a really, really great job. Oh, Swish, I haven't heard from you. What did you think about this trip? Yeah. Okay. For the podcast, I want to hear everyone say "Go Panthers!" One, two, three. Go, Go Panthers! Panthers! Have a great day, everyone. The after-school program has grown by leaps and bounds over the past year. Our second session of programming has begun. Offerings include the CrossFit Club, Wellness Club, Cooking, Coding, Drumming, Braille, Knitting, Art, Model Club, the Explorers Club, Drama, Chess, and the Planning Club. Coming up, we're going to hear from students and advisors about each of these clubs, the many benefits that they offer, and the impact that they have on staff and students at OSSB. So let's spend a little time with 
Mrs. Williams and Mr. Wagner, who are directors of the after-school program here at OSSB. We have a lot to offer this year, don't we, guys? We do. Absolutely. All right. So which one wants to go first and kind of do a laundry list of... I can go through that, yeah. Okay. So uh, we have being offered uh, this semester, this eight-week period, we have wellness, which will be... And Sally, I, I wonder if maybe I can say what they are and if you would say what they, oh, what they do. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So wellness is the first one that's going to be offered. It's going to be offered Sundays and Mondays. Yep. And um, it's, we have two clubs and then a drop-in uh, time. We have Amanda Hilty, who actually was a former student here and is now a counselor. She works at the Buckeye Ranch, and she's contracted in to come and meet with our students. So it gives the students the opportunity to kind of go do some activities, do some uh, therapy activities to talk with somebody, and then also a drop-in point if a student's having a rough week, somebody that they could come in and chat with for the week. So this has to do more with the psychological and social aspects of health in right. terms of wellness? Absolutely. Okay, yes. great, yep. Not great. Yep. great. And that'll so, be offered on Sundays as well as Mondays. Okay, that's very flexible. Mm -hmm. yeah. Next one that we have is um, we have CrossFit that's being offered Mondays from 4 to 5, and that's by Tammy Fisher. Yep. Okay. And we actually got to talk with Dee a little bit. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll hear from her about CrossFit and how that's going. Dee's okay. phenomenal right now. Her burpee, yeah. they, sent a, they had recorded it so that we could see it, and she had picked up on it so fast and yeah. was doing awesome. It's just such a good overall like, like opportunity for people to stretch themselves and push themselves physically. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Great. My name is Dee. Um, and one of the programs I am in is CrossFit with Mrs. Fisher. Okay, so this is what we do. We get the mats set up. We get everything set up. We do stretches, warm-up stretches. Then we go, we cut right into the, we learn a new skill. We, and then, you know, we go from there. And then we do our AMRAC, which is as many rounds as possible. And as you can see, I am... I'm very good at that, you know, since last year. So, what and kind I, of, What kind of new skills are you learning? Well, yes, we just did some dumbbell cleats, which is like you do like a squat and you put the dumbbell on the floor, then you raise it back up to your shoulder. How's it helped you being in CrossFit? I mean, it, it helps a lot. I mean, because, you know, I need to get a little bit more fit. And I used to like to eat a lot too, so I had to cut. I have it down so I'm like because when I heard about it I said well okay you know why not start to do CrossFit okay so it sounds like there's more than just learning some physical things it's also changing lifestyle a little bit yes oh, very good I'm you know I'm just ready to take more pounds off you know to be a little bit more healthier all right thanks Dee you're welcome then from 5.30 to 6.30 on Mondays will be Cooking Club, and that's being offered by Miss Hans yeah, and Miss Selvagna. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah right. that is, they right. Cooked, uh, yeah. That's, that's the one we need to visit. Chicken and waffles last week. Chicken and waffles. Phenomenal. I, yeah. You know what? I actually got to have some of that oh, chicken. So Did you? Yeah, they made the sauce that went on it. It, had like, oh, it was man. horseradish sauce and yeah. maple syrup, dry mustard, uh -huh. a couple other spices in there. It was, <laughs> it was delicious. Yeah. Phenomenal. And then on Tuesdays, uh, from 4 to 5, we have coding, which is computer coding. Yeah, and I think we're going to talk with uh, Emmy. Oh, oh, probably oh, going to yeah. talk to Emmy about Emmy's coding. Emmy's all yeah. over that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Emmy B. All right. What's going on? So we started in April last year, so this is our second round. We learned kind of, A, how computers work, and then 
you know, we, we go through a brief unit on that. We uh, learn computer programming, so a lot of a lot of good stuff like that. Some of us are using JavaScript, some of us are in Swift, some of us are uh, just learning the basic stuff before they can even get into a language. So we got all kinds of different levels and paces going on. Okay, that sounds great. Um, are you checking out some of the resources at CodeJumper.com? No, but um, not to my knowledge. I will make sure that they are aware of that. It's site. a yeah, collaborative effort through the American Printing House for the Blind and Microsoft. So uh, what types of things are you doing yourself in Coding Club? Me? M-E-B? M-E-B. What is yes. M-E-B? What's M-E-B doing I in Coding? Am, I am... Um, so um, I'm doing a little bit of learning and a little bit of helping running things. So I'm just kind of that student who is just, uh, A, helping keeping everything together and then learning some of the more experienced stuff. Like I'm going through, uh, I'm, I'm trying to learn Xcode, which is the application on my Mac computer that where, where you use where you Swift to pretty much develop apps. Like all the app developers on that Apple platforms will pretty much use that application. So, and for for what I'm planning to do in and what I'm planning to do in the next few months, I, I'm I'm making sure that I take some of that time to learn it. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're welcome. But then 5:30 to 6:30 on Tuesdays is going to be drumming, led by uh, Greg Pearson. Okay. He is a phenomenal guy that's come to us from you know the Parks and Recs department here in Columbus. And he's just uh, helped out the kids an awful lot, the students, if you will, with uh, drumming. And it's snare drums as well as buckets and that sort of thing. Okay. All right. So a little hand drumming and yeah. stick drumming too? It's like, okay, so when Ms. Johnson told me, she said drumming club is all about, like, it's a professional drummer that comes in. What I learned was we did different beats. So we warmed up. And then after we warmed up, then that's when we started doing different beats. Does he give you individual parts to play? Or? Exactly. Okay. So, like, the individual parts, they're like, so, what group I was in, I was with the bucket drums, mm -hmm. and I was with the bass drum. All right. So, the bucket drums and the bass drums were together. Yeah. And it, so, they had different voices, too, then. So, they had, like... High drums, and right. low drums, and things like that. So the drums there, it was snare drum, bass drum, uh, bucket drums, uh, African drums, and um, yeah, bucket drums. Okay, all right. Well, we hope that we can get a performance from you guys to put on the podcast. You think, oh, yeah. You think you can arrange that for us? Uh, sure. All I right. mean, come right after school. It starts after dinner. All right. Well, thank you, JT. All right. Then Wednesdays at um, 4 o'clock until 5 o'clock will be knitting. So we're uh, knitting right now. And we also have um, Braille okay. from 4 to 5. Right. I believe you guys so are prepping good. for yeah, the Braille we, challenge. We, yeah, right? you hear the embosser going in the background right now. That's nice. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Then from 5.30 to 6.30 on Tuesdays, we're, I'm sorry, on Wednesdays is going to be Art Club. 
with Miss Kirk. I like art club, pretty good, pretty good, it's fun. Um, making things out of clay, different things. Which is okay. like an open, um, she has an open format so students could, nothing like particular, every class they could kind of drop in. And she okay. has all different kinds of art supplies. So if somebody wants to paint, they could paint. If they want to do sculpting, they could sculpt. So it's kind of like an open studio. That's fascinating. So it could be ceramics or, or anything like that. Yep. Huh? Wow. Awesome. wow. We also have Model Club and that's being offered by uh, CO Prano. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, talk about that modeling club a little bit because when I saw that, I'm like, model? What, what is that? Are you building model airplanes and, right, and battleships that, and things like that? Exactly. Or? My mind went to, oh, I was like, oh, is it like they're modeling or what is it? But um, here <laughs> they have, as Michelle explained today, they have um, models that were built, we think, like back in the 1930s. And we have the opportunity here to have somebody from the outside come in and restore them. Mm -hmm. They're like tactile models. Okay, so great. So right now they so, are working on the person's coming in to restore them, and then they're going to work on helping with that as well as helping coming up with descriptions for the models. Mm -hmm. And then um, I don't know in detail everything, but CL mentioned they have a 3D printer. So I think down the road they're going to be working with like the 3D printer and the models. So it yeah, definitely is very interesting, and I am excited to see them. Yeah, yeah James told us that uh, once these – get printed out if you want a little miniature model of the yeah. White House mm -hmm. or whatever you can that's pretty awesome get one of those and take it home that's pretty cool we are restoring the models that are down in the basement so we have a couple people from OSU that is willing to help us with the 3D models um, we are also trying to find a good safety environment to put them in this building so then the people that are not on our campus that come visit us can actually enjoy the models as much as we enjoy them and then there's a, another guy from another place. He's an artist, so he's uh, taken some of the models that we gave to somebody from Florida, and he restored some that got damaged from uh, the airplane ride that was left out in the uh, weather to get ruined. So he's restoring those as well. I heard that we have 160 models down in the basement that needs... Wow. Uh, fixing up and uh, that is an astronomical number of models there isn't it yeah and our teacher miss Pirano told us that we are the only school uh state school and blind school that has the most models we also have at 530 explorers club yeah. which yeah <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> We're which is um, like scouting, kind of you think of the overall thing of mm -hmm. like Boy Scouts, but it's not just for boys, it's for anybody who wants to join. Right. I know last year I saw pictures that they were out there hiking, building a fire. Mm -hmm. I know they actually put up a tent inside, I think when it was too mm -hmm. cold to go outside. Yeah. So yeah. The, the students definitely seem to really enjoy the yeah. interaction with snow, that. Yeah, snow, they've grown yeah. grass. Uh, yeah, they've had a great time. <laughs> uh, and then at um, 6.30 tonight, well, that's on Wednesdays, we're going to have Drama Club. Which oh. is, um, this is the first session for drama. And I know at first I was like, what are they going to be doing in here? And I kind of popped in last week. And it was really cool. I popped in at a time where they were doing like some improv things. Mm -hmm. So I think like... Somebody was on the floor pretending to be an animal, uh -huh. but they, they're doing a whole wide range of things. And I think the overall goal they said, one of the students mentioned last week, is that they're going to try to put on a little, like, play. 
Okay. So I think they're going to build up to that. And right now Great. it's just like some improv and building right. their, uh, their, I guess, artistic skills in Great. that area. Yeah. Public the, speaking and yes. oh, yeah. stuff. That's there's nice. a lot that can be learned from all of these clubs. So there's uh, on Thursday we're going to have um, more cooking, another cooking class with Ms. Haunt and Ms. Selvagnus. So self-explanatory again. I go on the Thursday um, night for cooking club and it's a very small club that we we just made uh, ice cream sandwiches last the week before last Thursday. You warm up chocolate chip cookies and then you put like ice cream on top and then you would just uh, sm uh, smash the other cookie down on the ice cream. There's only an hour so we've got to wash dishes pretty much Im like immediately after we're done we need to wash dishes and get them dried and get them put away. I am getting a lot of out of cooking club. Then at 5.30 on Thursdays will be chess club. Yay, That's Brian's chess. club yeah. right there. All right, yeah. chess club. Now, does that, how does that work? I've never actually played chess before. Do the, do the pieces feel different for they feel different. sides? Yeah, and... absolutely. They feel different. We have a little bit of braille on the board itself, but there's also different levels that you're going to go to uh, with the chess pieces. So it's, it's very, very tactile. But Great. at the same time, you have to describe the location you're moving to so your opponent knows where you move to. So, for example, if you're at A1 and you want to go to A3, you have to tell that person where you're going. Okay. So it makes it interesting. Yeah. And if you want to know anything about that, talk to Carl. He is, I think, one of the top people in there, and he, he considers himself like a chess genius. He's self-proclaimed. Okay. Self-proclaimed. Yes, we have a lot of those. Yeah, he claimed so, he beat me in three moves, but it was four. <laughs> it was four moves. Sounds like there's a lot going on yeah. from between four and seven. And how do you, mm -hmm. how do you just keep it all balanced out? I mean, that, that's it's, it's the trusty book, book right, right here. Okay. <laughs> and right. if I lose the book, i got a problem. And a big thing with us is um, just kind of instilling in them the commitment, if you're making a commitment. So we give them a week to try a club. And if they don't want to stay in the club, they have the opportunity to drop. So it's not like, okay. oh, I'm going to come this week. Oh, I don't feel like coming. No, it's anything in life. If you're making a commitment, right. they expect you to be there. Your leaders expect you to be there, and you should be there. So right. um, that's just kind of instilling like an extra well, I, we appreciate your commitment to being on the podcast this month. Right. Thank you very much, guys. All right. This will be coming out Jan 30th awesome. and uh, or 31st, somewhere around there. And uh, we're going to definitely keep tabs on this and do some follow-up in the months to come. Great. All right. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. These programs have been splendid here at the school. The podcast team reached out to the administration to find out how all this got started. Dr. Labar our assistant superintendent took some time to email us back and this is what she has to say in the last four years the administration has been looking for additional funding sources to support activities for students we want to make sure that there is consistent access to the expanded core curriculum to increase learning time when it is possible and to make sure that students feel like they have activities that they can enjoy this is especially important to offer to residential students. It is a priority to make sure that they have a wide range of enjoyable activities to choose from at night. Two years ago, one of the high school staff helped OSSB get connected with a grant writer for the 21st Century Learning Program. This is a federal grant 
schools can apply for. It allows for professional development of staff, a focus on literacy, and pre-employment skill building, recreation and leisure, and team building. We work with teachers, youth leaders, paraprofessionals, administration, students, and parents to make a plan. We were thrilled when we got the grant, and now we are able to provide programming Sunday night through Thursday night. So a big thank you to the after-school programming team and the administration here at OSSB and to students for working hard to keep on learning. We look forward to following up in the months to come to find out what's going on. Great things are happening in the after-school program here at OSSB. All right, it's always good to catch up with OSSB Athletics on the podcast, and joining us now is Coach Ron Heath to talk about wrestling and how the season wrapped up in Jackson, Illinois. Welcome uh, to the podcast, Coach. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. It was uh, We had a great trip. We had a great season. We wrapped it up, uh, as you say, in uh, the conference championships uh, in Illinois this weekend. Last weekend, we were... Uh, well, last week we were in Indiana. One of our wrestlers was unable to participate in the conference this week. Uh, you took four guys, right? We took four this weekend. We also had Logan Amos. He did a great job last weekend, in, uh, last week in Indiana. So we only had four guys this week. We had uh, Evan Alioto at 106, Marwan Hassan 126. Uh, Ian Bell at 126, and Carl Parr at 195. Okay, so we were stacked up on the light side this year. We are the light this year. But they were light, but they were mighty, right? We were mighty, yes. So how did it go at 106 with, with Evan? How did well, he, he do? You know, he was great. 106, Evan, uh, this is his first time going to conference, and he was 2-2. Two 2-2, and 2 two. Two and two, um, that's good. That was All good, right. and he pinned both his opponents from Kansas, and in – in tough battle, and then the other two uh, opponents, uh, one from Arkansas, one from Tennessee, he did not let them pin him. He lost, but on points. He ne- he was never pinned. So they went the full five or six minutes, depending on the full six the- minutes. Okay, so all right, full yeah. six minutes, six. and they could not three periods. They couldn't get him on his back. Right, that's great. It that's was incredible. great. And that means you're you're really flexible, and you got a lot of fight in you. He had a lot of fight. <laughs> yeah. That is Evan. All right. So then we then we jump up to 126. We do. We're at 126. Our captain Ian Bell got a, a tough draw. Had two really tough matches. Fought hard. He dropped them. So he he didn't get a win this uh, weekend. But he's been a, a the captain for us and a strong part of our wrestling team this year. Mm-hmm. Marwan Hassan was also in the 126 bracket, and there was uh, seven wrestlers. He was a returning champion from last year, right? Returning champion at 120, so he had to move up to 126, and he was uh, the number one seed because he was a returning champion, but right. the rest there was only one wrestler at 132, so he had to wrestle down at 126, and he, he was an exceptional wrestler, one of the best wrestlers okay. regardless of weight. So he ended up beating Marwan in the final, so Marwan was the runner-up this year. Okay. All right, well, so that's a strong finish. Good finish, that's yes. Good, good finish, all right. And then we get up to uh, 195. 195. First-year wrestler, Carl, who I've worked with a lot this year. Yes, and you definitely helped him uh, at the wrestling practices that you could 
help him with. It gave him the ability to go two and two. He had an upset victory and won. And we're very proud of Carl. He made weight right on the number uh, 195.7 after he probably ate a little too much at lunch because he was a lot lighter than that uh, before we got to the Hardee's before for lunch so uh we were happy he made the weight right on the number back in my day we just wouldn't have stopped yes that would have been a good move for us not to stop for lunch we just wouldn't have stopped it was not that lunch uh, took us 45 minutes out of our way anyway so uh, that's all right so uh sounds like everybody wrestled well over there and yeah did their best. yes everybody did a great and, job uh, team placed what sixth six we placed six this year after a fourth place last year third place year before third and fourth or hardware uh, places, but sure. no hardware this year. But, you know, the kids did a great job, and they did not quit, um, so we're real proud of them. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, they treat you pretty well over in Illinois. They host pretty well. Uh, Illinois did a great job of hosting um, from getting the awards done in a timely manner. Um, we had a great social. The food was great. The accommodations were her a little questionable because we had a train right outside our window that seemed to go through about four or five times a night from one o'clock in the morning till 6 a.m so that kept us awake Uh, but uh except for that they did a great job oh that's great that's great man and uh and then on the way back i i heard something you guys had some challenges on the way we do have a story on the way back our bus broke down in uh, indianapolis on the way back but Mm -hmm. I mentioned to the bus driver, hey, how about if we get, because we were trying to get a charter and that didn't come through. And then uh, they were going to send another bus driver from here in Columbus out to Indianapolis to pick us up. That's, that would have been another four hours. Yeah, that was going to be a long time. So I said, hey, how about if we uh, get a van, a large van, because we had 14 on our trip. I said, if we can get a 14, 15 passenger van, we can get home. Well, yeah, that's and, good thinking right there. Well, I, you know... It's something I've done before. I've used those large vans. And so I, uh, I had Mr. Mascarello get me an Uber out <laughs> to the airport because it's a Sunday. There's nothing going on in town. Right. He got me an Uber out to the airport. Miss Kim, the bus driver, and I got the last 15-passenger van at the airport and came back and got us all home. The funny part of the story is Mr. Merwin driving the opposite way in the bus. Never answered the phone, so we never heard from him. He went all the he got oh, listen, no. and he called back. He goes, where are you? We said, well, we're uh, 20 minutes from Columbus. We're right outside of Springfield. So uh, he got the – he was there about oh, a little no. after 5, and we got to Columbus at 545. So <laughs> if we'd have waited, oh, if we it kind of worked out, or we'd, we'd probably still be there. <laughs> Yeah, there's a story. There is a great story yeah, to that one. There's always something that happens on these trips oh, that yeah. definitely make them memorable. I remember a few trips, you know, that happens every few years. You, know, you get a bus that goes haywire or a credit card that doesn't work or oh, whatever. Yes. And you have to, you just kind of have to, to, you know, push on through and, and make it happen. So it sounds like everybody did just, a, just an outstanding job this year. And hats off to the Panthers and their coaches. Uh, for for a job well done it was uh everybody the entire group uh did a great job miss kim was a great bus driver the coaches for cheerleading and mr lee uh, my assistant um couldn't ask for more from anybody um great trip cool 
All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. And coming up, the Little NCs started yesterday. And the Little NCs are, are what is what used to be called Pee Wee. But we don't call them Pee Wee anymore. We call them Little NCs. And they will be doing wrestling, cheerleading, swimming, goal ball. Goal ball. Yeah. So four things, something every night of the week. And then they'll get together for a day meet, I believe, in Indiana in March. I don't know the date off the top of my head. Uh, are you helping out with that? I am not. Uh, Mr. Mascarello has uh, the right. boys' side of uh, wrestling and goalball. All right, Mr. Lee. All right. So uh, you're going to get to camp out in the recliner until track season. I am. <laughs> and then we'll get you back out there. That's All right. right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Heath. Thanks for having me, Mr. Kelly. All right. We're looking forward to more great things and OSSB athletics to come. I hope you guys really enjoyed this month's podcast. It would not be. Could not be. What it is. Without you. If you have any feedback, you can reach Mr. Kelly at... D. Kelly, D-K-E-L-L-E-Y, at ossb.oh.gov. And thank you for all who lent their voices and talents to this month's podcast. We'll see you in February.